When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Good afternoon, everyone. Two minutes past three on a Tuesday afternoon. Welcome to the show. Kimbo and The Rooch with you live from Studio Lumo USA. Thanks to our good friends at Hyundai and Balfour's. What a beautiful day it is. It is almost summer. I think there's a song about that. Uh, let's go to our musical expert, Michelangelo Rucci. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey. Rooch, yeah. here we are. SVN, 1629 SA, spinning the discs with Kim Dillon. <laughs> Top of the charts today. What is it, Kim? What no. is the song that's on your mind? Uh, I knew you wouldn't know. No, it's almost <laughs> summer. Of course I would um, oh, Who was that? I'm looking at <laughs> Brendan Lyons, our panel operator. You yeah. know, he's a reasonable vintage. Younger than me. Uh, almost summer. It'll come to me. I'm sure Radio. someone will text us. Certainly. The text come on, line, Mario. The text line is uh, 0427154166. I can't get it out of my head now, and I can't sing. <laughs> it, it will come to me. It's a song from the... 60s, 70s. Oh, maybe? where's Bob Francis when you need him? It's almost summer. It's almost summer. We'll oh, find Bob's. it. We'll find it in a moment. Yeah, no, you would have been with that. his top 40 list of 5 AD yeah, in the yeah, day. Yeah, you're going back a long time there, <laughs> Rooch. I can't even remember that. I can just remember Bob, Bob abusing people <laughs> late at night. <laughs> they were the days. Mm. I have yeah. seen all the, uh, the black and white footage when he organised to get the Beatles here. That was an amazing feat. Hmm. Amazing. Oh, I did your cow noise then, didn't yes. I? Yes. Mm. Um, I won't ask how you are, Rooch. I'm not interested today. Okay. Let's go straight <laughs> on to the kids. Well, well, well all right then. Anyway. How are you, Rooch? I'm what have you fine, done today? thank you, Kim. Oh, I've been running around everywhere. <laughs> yeah, what have you been doing? Lots of things. Yeah, that, that's why I don't ask. You say that every day and you're the man of mystery. Yes, I am. But if I told you I started off the day organising some lead light for a window at the back of the house, you wouldn't be interested anyway. Well, it's more interesting than saying I've just been running around Well, I have been running around. What's all my summer? Here we go. Here oh, we, go. we found it. it was. Uh, Billy Thorpe. Billy Thorpe. It was, of course, from Billy Thorpe and the... No. Aztecs. Oh, the Aztecs. Okay. <laughs> Right. All right. We did. We better stick in our right. own lane, which is uh, sport. Good show coming up, Rooch, I, I think. And uh, we'll stay on air today. Fingers crossed. Thank you for your patience, everyone, yesterday. And the ones that mm. ran out of patience, I fully understand. Mm. 3.30. Another cow noise in the yes, background. Yes, I Rooch. thought I'd just be discreet. Uh, Zach Sproul will join us. We spoke about this. We broke this story, Rooch. A giant who becomes a panther. Yes. So he's still... 
Yes, he's well. He's listed with South Adelaide now. One of four AFL recruits they have so far, isn't it? Is it four is, they've up to? This is the year. Now yeah. he's a good supporter oh, of our year. station. Mike getting, Dobbins sorted this out. He's getting he? involved down at right. Pantherland. Yes, yeah, go Panthers. Go Panthers. Uh, they reckon they're going to break the drought this year. 1964, it's been. It's a long time ago. So Zach Sproul, he's uh, a long way from here. He's on the border at uh, Aubrey-Wodonga. Oh, that's his home yeah. base, yeah. So I spoke to him earlier today. Mm. Uh, he's going to come on. He sounds like a good country boy, but he's good. a b- big unit. Yes. And he's got some talent. So good. he'll shore up the defence. He joins us at 3.30. Right. This is big. This has been bubbling for a while, Roach. And the old where there's smoke, there's fire... Craig Randall II went on TV denying all the rubbish reports about he was a bad influence and there was a problem with his teammates. Well, he's left. Has he been sacked? Has he been shown the door? Well, whichever way it was, it wasn't going to go on for much longer. There have been too many moments. The, the rap sheet is just too long to have tolerated. Well, what is the rap sheet? Haven't you read the rap sheet? Well, what, tell me about it. Oh, hang on, let me call Well, it hang up. on. Well, we're here to inform, Roach. Right, let me get the rap well, sheet just, out. Oh, where is it here? Uh, you know, <sighs> this is your time to shine, Roach. Three to five. Sheet. Here it is. Right. Heated exchange <laughs> with the coaching staff. Were well, you allowed to do that? In the dressing room during the pre-season blitz in Darwin. Okay. Well, you, you're allowed to have uh, strong discussions. Not turning up for training. That's a cross. Yes. Physical clashes at training when he did turn up. Well, we like a bit of well, we, we, we see that happen in the AFL. He's passionate. Um, arguing with the coach, CJ Bruton. During a game? You're allowed, allowed to have a difference of opinion, aren't you? Uh, attempting to storm off when Britain's tried to set him out as well. So no, not you, you, taking direction from the coach. Stay there and fulfil yeah. your obligations. <laughs> and then when he didn't join in with the team, when they locked arms standing for the national anthem in the game against South East Melbourne. So, so what was his reasoning own? behind that? I have no idea, Kim. All right. Well, we'll get someone that's a little more informative than you, Rich. Yes. I say that politely because, you know... John Casey is the voice of basketball. Yes. He's going to join us at uh, 4 o'clock. He'll also tell us what's coming up on Channel 7 News tonight. Good on you, Johnny boy. Andy Harper, he's an absolute ripper. He calls a spade a spade. Uh, he'll join us at 4.35. He's part of Channel 10's World Cup team to cover the World Cup. The squad is being announced at 3.30 Adelaide time. A lot of rumours about who's going to be the goalkeeper and who's going to get cut. Well, it's pretty clear he's going to be cut because he's already been told he's been cut. Well, he absolutely starred in Japan. Mm. I was watching ABC this Mitch morning. Mitch Langerak. Yeah. yeah. So he misses out, and there's a fair bit of controversy over the selections that Graham Arnold is putting together. So, yeah, the squad gets named this afternoon for the World Cup in Qatar, which is controversial in itself, Qatar hosting the World Cup with all the issues of human rights there. So yep. we've seen the Socceroos were, I think they were the first squad to actually publicly make a statement on that. So... Interesting time with this World Cup. Now we've got to tell We've got to congratulate Jared Walsh. He has been chosen to be the announcer hosting all the Socceroo games at Qatar. He does a wonderful yeah. job as a whether it be court announcer, ground announcer. That's he certainly does gig. it for Port Adelaide yep. as well. That's a uh, huge no, he's a ripper. Gig. Good on you, Walsh. He's a good man. So too is Graham from Brisbane. Yeah. Now we did read this out, Gragra, because um, we haven't been hearing from Graham as much. He likes to give us a bit of fun and a little bit of grief at times as well. Mm. He says, afternoon, boys. Hope you're well. I've been working afternoon. Still catch up on the podcast. He said, question for both of you. Now, we did touch on this. If Buckley, Rankin, McLeod, Rashudo, and Horn Francis were in this year's draft, who are you taking? Well, we said Buckley. Yep. We all went Buckley. Buckley. 
So there you go, Graham, and uh, we're glad you're still listening. And of course, everyone can catch up on the podcast. It's as simple as as simple as uh, logging on to our uh, app. Yes, exactly. registering the app. All righty, that's what's coming up on the show. Let's jump into it, Rich. Um, Craig Randall's the big story. This has been on the bubble for a while. Uh, Adelaide 36ers coach CJ Bruton uh, said the decision to part ways. Well, this is his reason for mm. parting ways with Craig Randall. Where the where we're at right now um, as a club, and I know it's early days uh, in the, in the season of trying to make sure that as a team, uh, building momentum, going in the right direction, and for what Craig's been able to showcase and do so far, I think it's just mutual respect of you saw what he did for us in this franchise already. Um, he is one of the leading scorers and and a talented player and. I think it's best if we just part ways at this point in time of the season so that he can go fulfil his goals and dreams and we can continue on our pathway. Interesting, well, that, isn't it? Yeah, John Casey hopefully will be able to fill us in a little bit better and uh, what was the settlement like? Or if there, Well, yeah, what sort well, of settlement would there be? Well, was there a clear breach of uh, mm. contractual clauses? Um, CJ was also asked, were there issues behind the scenes with Randall? Well, there's always there's always pros and cons in, in every play and every decision that's made. And for everyone that I recruited, recruited to this group, including Craig, um, I, I knew the pros pros and cons with you know how dynamics and everything else and his capability, his scoring power, to the way that he he his energy that he brings to the group. Um, so it was just a matter of like working through certain things. And I thought that where we sit right now, um, the break in the timing of where we're at, uh, to be able to. Um, I guess uh, keep the team um, and keep growing in, in the right direction. I think this was was the right thing. Well, cons are everything in, within structural basketball, right? Like there's um, things that is he's a look. If I'm being being honest, I, the, the kid is the kid is great. We all know he's talented, um, and we all got our things that we need to work on. And I think for every player, every human being. Um, and when you talk about dynamics of a team, he, and he does, he he played within the, the scheme of things and did everything well. And uh, I like to think that between me and him, that we 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 were at, we're at peace at where we're both at. There's a lot of questions to be answered there. There's sort a of more a, mystery to this than yeah, dancing around a little bit, aren't yeah, they? And we tried to get the Sixers on tonight. They politely said that uh, look, they'll just leave it with the yeah. press conference that was held yeah. today. Um, let's just go. He was obviously pushed on some of the reasons why uh, Randall decided to leave. Look, I'd be unhappy if I'm benching. I've been playing the way that I've been playing too. Um, I'm not saying that that's the only reason that you know this this decision or where we're at right now. But um, overall, like, yeah, he wasn't happy with that. But that's not there. Yeah. Is there a specific incident, or was it a combination of factors? It's always a, a number of things. You never, you never go off one thing. And if you give everyone, you look at everyone's heart and what you, you got to try and make it work. For me as a coach, and like anyone that's got a new family member or you adopt someone, or as an organisation, you got to welcome everyone with open arms, and you got to respect everyone for who they are and understand how you join the dots and how everyone plays their role. And I think overall, and I just thought it was just good that we, we shift right now. All righty, we'll flesh mm. that out a little bit more at four o'clock with John Casey and yep. try and get a little bit of clarity there. We need to go to a break, Rich. On the other side of the break, you can get something off your chest. You've been banging on for a couple of days. How the AFLW have stuffed up the fixturing, or the AFL have? 
Oh, they've got it completely wrong this weekend and they've got a nightmare coming up for the grand final because if you have a look at the options that are in place for the grand final, they don't have a venue. Well, we'll find out if Brendan Gale is a hypocrite as well. He may he well was, be. Yeah, he was on with Jared Waitley this morning. We'll do that after the break. This is Kimbo on the Rooch. We're here thanks to our good friends at Valfas. I was out there today, Rooch. It's a beautiful company. What did you bring back? Uh, I've got some sausage rolls for you. They're in the fridge. Oh, I didn't. Nice I did word. not forget you. Done. All right. Oh, look at the smile on your dial oh. now. A Balfour's in one hand, your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 18 on a Tuesday afternoon. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive. Uh, apologies again and apologies to Greg. Uh, apparently there are problems on the radio side of things. The app is crystal clear at the moment. We appreciate your patience. So if you can, jump on the app. Certainly better for me, Roach, being hearing impaired because it, uh, it's crystal clear. Indeed it is. All right, let's move on. Yes. <laughs> Right. Uh, yes. Brendan Gale, if you think we've got a few little hiccups here at the moment, he's got a few on his plate. Now, there's two games being played on Saturday in the Women's AFL Final Series, AFLW. Richmond take on the Kangaroos Saturday 1-10 at Punt Road, also yeah. known as? Swinburne something. Swinburne Centre. Centre or whatever, yeah. Uh, the Crows yeah, are Punt pl- Road. Yeah, Crows are playing uh, Collingwood at Unley mm. at 3-10 yep. on Saturday. Now, Punt Road, what's the crowd there, Roach? Well... Technically, you can get 3,100 in, but they've only allocated 2,500 tickets for whatever reason, and they all sold out very quickly. And the big issue here is you've got venues with greater capacity, be it Princess Park, Victoria Park, and even Marvel Stadium, which are available on Saturday for an AFLW final. Now... So you're effectively possibly closing out 15,000 people? No doubt. And and we've used for a long time the argument against Geelong and Cadinia Park saying, well, no, it's a big final. You've got to get as many people into the game as possible. The final will be moved from Cadinia Park to the MCG. Yet this is the complete opposite. The AFL has acknowledged Richmond's wish to play on Punt Road, supposedly for home field advantage, yet they don't have a great record on punt road. Right, so there's not a lot of logic there. Uh, Brendan Gale, the CEO of the Richmond Football Club, was on with Jared Waitley this morning. This is the big fella on why the game is at punt road. Oh, look, at its, at its most fundamental, Jared, I think it's, it's a matter of first principles. Um, you know, at our core, we're in the, we're in the business of developing teams that, that compete and, and try and win. And uh, our girls have worked really hard to put themselves in a position to earn the double chance. And, you know, it's been a really challenging year. I mean, two, two, two seasons in a calendar year, of course. And we wanted to enhance their chances and give them every possible opportunity to win the game. Um, I think that goes, that goes to the core of the decision. So... This is interesting because people are tracking back a decade ago when Brendan Gale entered the whole argument about where you play home finals in Melbourne. Hmm. In, in essence, the AFL says you get home state advantage in finals, but you don't necessarily get home field advantage. We can get every Geelong fan to ring up and tell us the number of times they've said, well, why don't we get to play Cadinia Park? Why do we have to play Richmond at the MCG, which is their home field, not ours? And Brendan Gale was quite strong on that issue in 2012. He said, well, you don't lock out 
20 to 30% of the supporter base. And so, that's what's going to happen on Saturday. The so, supporter bases are going to be locked out. So Jared Waitley asked that exact question. Are the Richmond Football Club being hypocrites? Oh, I'm not. Look, with, with the men's, it, it really is largely a matter for the AFL. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure whether I've been an outspoken advocate. I mean, in finals, um, you know, we play what we're told. And, you know, it's no surprise, Gerald, you know, as well as I do. It really does come down to attendances and economics at the end of the day. Um, it's important the AFL maximise attendances. And when you're talking about differences of 40, 50, 60,000 and millions of dollars, which is invested back in the game. Um, I can understand that. Um, it's a matter of degree. I mean, there's, there's no, there are no perfect decisions in football, Jared. It's, it's a fool's gold, and, uh, and we've got to make the right decisions. And we just think, um, in the circumstances, you know, given what I've discussed, um, this is the right decision you know, uh, for the Richmond Football Club, it's probably fair to say. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's our job to represent the interests of, of the Richmond Footy Club as best we can. This has got holes all over it, hasn't well, it? And, and just a, a week, just a week earlier, Melbourne hosts Adelaide in a final at Princess Park, not at Casey Fields. Hmm. So the AFL keeps moving the boundaries and goalposts here all the time. Now, the other key one here is, after we get through this week, we're going to be left with possibly a team in Adelaide. We hope so. We hope Adelaide beats Collingwood and Unley Oval in their semi-final. We'll be left with a team in Brisbane. And the other grand final contenders will be in Melbourne. At this point, we don't have Adelaide Oval available for a grand final. We certainly will not have the Gabba available for yeah, a final. Yeah, that changed. They were confirmed. hopeful. No, that, that and died And they, they won't yesterday. have Metricon, apparently, either. Metricon is out of the way as well. And they're not allowed to go to Morton Bay, which is the other field they've been using so this year. So I'm being serious here. They may have to go to Kazali Stadium at Cairns. That's a very good thought. Which would work for them, and not a bad option either. Yeah. They've played games there. So Queensland tourism involved yeah, as well. Need to Whereas go in Melbourne, there will be... I, I don't know how this happened, how they didn't protect access to Marble Stadium for their grand final. And you're not going to the MCG, because mm. that's not going to be available. It's messy. We're, it is look, more than messy, Kim. We'll, get, we'll get, try and get Nicole Livingston on. Just yeah. before we go to the break, though, uh, Brennan Gale was asked if North Melbourne wanted the game moved. Not that I'm aware of... Uh, Jared, no, uh, no. Look, I, we had some discussions over the weekend with the AFL, and um, you know, it was a, it was a fairly uh, you know, a balanced view from them. Was in the, you know, they've they've got principles around the game they need to observe, like integrity and um, and uh, you know, home advantage. But but clearly, there's elements that want to maximise um, attendances as well. So, um, but in terms of the North's involvement, I'm not, I'm not sure. Right, messy, it, this very it, messy. It'll be thing. interesting to get his views on whether he thinks the crowds could have been a lot bigger at another venue. We'll hear from Brendan Gale for the last time after this break. Just a reminder: Zach Sproul, New South Adelaide recruit, coming up at three thirty. At four o'clock, John Casey to talk about what the hell is going on at the thirty sixes and what happened to Craig Randall and Andy Harper at four thirty. Uh, one of the great uh, world game commentators. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 
3.30, which means time for the 3.30 news. But we'll get into it a little bit late, Roots. We're here thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club colours. Balfour's are for the game. Change to the rundown as well. We were speaking with Andy Harper, Channel 10 commentator for the World Cup, but he's been replaced by Simon Hill. We lose nothing there, Roots. No, and that Socceroo squad's about to be announced, and word has already got out that Craig Goodwin will be... From Adelaide United, part of the Socceroos yeah. group. So that's another tick for us. He looks like he's peaking too, yep. doesn't he? Getting stronger every yes. week. So Zach Sproul mm. at 3.30, John Casey at 4 o'clock, Simon Hill at 4.30. And one more comment. We'll run a little bit late, Roach. What's new there? Uh, this is Brendan Gale. We'll get back to this again with the finals and the fact they can only fit about 2,500 fans there at Punt Road. Road. Mm. Uh, he was asked by Jared Waitley this morning, if they went to a bigger venue, did he expect a bigger crowd? It's been it's not a perfect science, Jared. Um, but look, you know we'd we'd expect to have more than that. It'd be oh. fair to say. I think um, you know we played North most recently. Uh, it was only a couple of weeks ago at Arden Street, and that was a game with big stakes involved, obviously. And uh, I think there was just over three thousand. Um, a final, you'd expect a few more. So, you know, the AFL sort of you know had some tentative forecasts, but it's, it's not a perfect science. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess notwithstanding, you know, we, we've just felt that, you know, given the importance we place in the home final, and, and also, Jared Punt Road was a very important part of our, our football club and, and our brand, and it, it provides a really important sense of belonging, and it makes for a great atmosphere. Um, it will be a fantastic atmosphere. It delivers a, a, a level of, I guess, intimacy that allows us to pre- present games in a different way. So we think it's going to be an exciting atmosphere. He just said about 50, 50 car dealerships have just rang up, offering him a job. He's, he's pushing a line that doesn't echo with what's been said in the AFL, does it? No, I think it denies about 7,500 people the opportunity. I Imagine 10,000 at Princess Park. Exactly. Yeah. All right, that's just our opinion. Can have your say as well. 0427154166. We'll go to the news. On the other side, we'll have a chat with South Adelaide's newest recruit. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. on a Tuesday afternoon. Beautiful day out there. Hoping it's a winning day for you. Uh, We are live from Studio Lumo SA. And thanks to our good friends at McGain Real Estate, sold by McGain again. We are pleased to introduce our next guest. He'll be making his debut in the Navy and White at South Adelaide this year. He's a former GWS giant. Played 17 games for them, Rooch. I saw him play a couple of crackers as well. So this is a great pickup by the South Adelaide Footy Club. And he's going to be working at McGain Real Estate as well to find out Very a little good. bit more. We welcome Zach Sproul. How are you, Zachy? Hey, guys. How you going? I'm going well. How are you guys? Now, you got a bit of a country twang about you. Uh, tell us about your background. <laughs> where Where are you from? Um, yeah, so I grew up in um, Albury, so Albury, Wodonga, down there on the border of New South Wales and Victoria. I'm very fortunate to grow up there. Um, yeah, absolutely love Albury and get back there as much as possible. So- uh, my girlfriend's from the same area, so... Worked out pretty well. So, do, do you did your folks work at the land? What's what's the background with your brothers and sisters? Tell us a bit about your. Oh uh, yeah, so I've, got, so I've got two younger brothers and a younger sister, Lucas, seven, Chloe. Um, my mum and dad work together. Dad's a chiropractor, and mum just is just a receptionist for him. So, um, yeah, dad absolutely loves doing chiropractic. It's also pretty handy being a footballer. 
having your dad down to crack your back. So that is pretty handy. We'll, we'll go through this uh, in order, if we can. Um, so that's where yep. you are born. That's where you've grown up. Uh, when did the love of footy start, and uh, how did you get into the AFL system? Um, love of footy, it probably started when I was six years old, really. It starts, I guess, for a lot of us people trying to aspire to play AFL, it starts at a young age. You play off kick with all your mates. And then I remember one day I didn't really follow anyone, and I was watching mm. a footy show with Dad. Um, I saw Nick Rewalt pop up on screen oh, and yeah. him talking. And then, yeah, ever since that day, I was the biggest Nick Rewalt supporter and went for the Saints, put the number 12 jersey on the back and, um, yeah, just went in the backyard every single day and wanted to be like him. So that's probably where it started. And, um, yeah, to get to the Giants was um, a pretty fortunate and um, great journey for me. Obviously, I had the Giants Academy, which just started up. Uh, so from... I think under 14s all the way through to under 18s, I was in the academy. Um, and I guess through those programs, you develop a lot more skill than what you probably would have if you're just playing local footy. So, yeah, like I said, again, very fortunate um, to have that program in place. And then, yeah, landed the Giants uh, at the end of 2016, which was um, unbelievable. So, Zay, how do you look at your time at the Giants and how it all ended? How, what sort of memories and what sort of feelings do you oh, take out of all that? To be on a list for six years um, was unbelievable and it's a massive privilege. I think a lot of players don't even get to be on an AFL list. Um, and probably my first four years, I wasn't very professional and didn't take it that seriously. And that's probably showing how many games I played. I played one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but then, yeah, I sort of got a kick up the bum when I nearly got delisted at the end of that year. I think that was 2020. Um, and I went away... Um, I had a good idea about what I want to do with my life and I wanted to play AFL. So, yeah, I put the head down, bum up, and the next year, I had a really good pre-season. Um, nearly played round one and then played round two and absolutely butchered it <laughs> against Frio. The whole, we, had a, we had a pretty bad day at the office. I think we lost like 70 um, and I couldn't get near it, which is disappointing. But, yeah, so I went back to the twos for about 12 weeks. Um, Leon wasn't very impressed with that. Um but, yeah, met him a spot back in the team late and got to play in two finals, which was awesome. Um, and then, yeah, disappointing in the last final against Geelong, I uh, dislocated my right shoulder. So, and due to COVID, I couldn't have surgery on it and get a full Rico for about two and a half, three months later. So, it was mm. Geelong's um, surgery, which was a bit frustrating. But, yeah, did that, got back in really good nick and was looking forward to the year ahead. Um, just knew the momentum that I built from the year before. Um, and then in January, my first session back pre-season, dislocated the left shoulder. Um, oh, had a full day, uh shoulder recall on that again. Um, and then, yeah, I, just had a, I, had a, I did have an um, extremely tough year and I battled through. Um, but, yeah, didn't get to play the footy I wanted to play due to a lack of fitness and strength in the upper body area. Um, but it's disappointing. Um, and it was just a worst way to end. And, Obviously, being delisted, I suck, but I guess that's life, and um, I'm just going to move forward now. And the choice to go to South Adelaide is very exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I just can't wait to get started. So just pull this back a bit, Zach. You're brutally honest about what you've gone through, but why did it take so long for the penny to drop then? Uh, I'm not really sure. I guess 18, moving out of home, yeah. I was lucky enough to get drafted with my best mate. From Albury, both of the Giants. Who was that? Um, and probably, uh, Lachlan Tiziani. He's from Broken Hill. Um, he moved down to Albury with his family, and we became 
best mates instantly. Um, but sort of moving it out of home 18 to Sydney, and then you create other good mates. You probably want to go out most weekends and carry on. Um, and I was definitely a bit immature at that age, like a lot of us are. But, yeah, it took a while for the penny to drop in terms of what I want to actually get out of my footy. Um, but, yeah, I'm very fortunate. I'm lucky enough that I sort of put my head out of my ass. I'm oh, sorry, I probably didn't say that. <laughs> no, that's okay. Okay. But, no, yeah, that <laughs> put my head out. Um, and you end up playing 17 games, which is great. But, yeah, the way it ended was obviously disappointing. But, yeah, I'm, yeah just looking forward to cracking into it. Rich, it's very clear you can't always take the country out of the boy. That's, that happens in due, in due course. I'm, I'm but wondering I, who's tougher in exit meetings, whether it's Zach or the coaches. I, uh, I said earlier, I did see you play some couple of ripping games. Obviously, I didn't see yeah. all 17. You can play at the level. Was there any other interest or you just conceded when you were delisted that that was it? Oh, I guess my manager looks around um, and obviously the, the preference is to be on an AFL list. But, yeah, at this stage... There's not much interest, and it's probably fair enough. I had a, yeah, after the shoulders, had a pretty average year, so um, I'm looking forward to getting to the sample. Second best comp in Australia, uh, putting my best foot forward and trying to help South Adelaide achieve what they haven't achieved in a long time. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And I, yeah, I don't have any expectations on myself. I just want to get over there, have fun, work hard, and yeah, try to lead from the front as well. All right, so how, the, Zach, how did the approach come about? Did you know someone South Adelaide? Oh, Kobe Much, one of my better mates, he was at um, the Eagles and he rang me and said, would you consider coming to play Stample? I'm thinking about going to South Adelaide um, just because I work, work there and I live over that way. Um, that's when it probably popped in my mind I might go there. Um, and then, yeah, Brent Riley approached me and so did Joe Wright. Um, we had a phone call and then I came over to Adelaide and talked to a few clubs and they were all awesome. I loved all of them. And, yeah, bits and pieces from each club were obviously very impressive. Uh, but, yeah, after sort of talking to Brent and Jared about where the club is and where they want to get to, um, yeah, it was pretty impressive and was something that I wanted to be a part of. So that's why I chose South Adelaide, I guess. So you've got South Adelaide to play football. You're a semi-professional, but now you're not a full-time professional anymore. So you've got to get out into the workforce and you've chosen real, <laughs> real estate. You're going to be a part of the McGain real estate team who are great supporters of our show and our station, sold by McGain again. Uh, what are you going to be doing there? Um, yeah, so obviously very fortunate that McGain real estate have a good relationship with South Adelaide Football Club. Yep. Um, yeah, and through their, through their connection, uh, Brent put me in touch with Scott McFarlane, who's an absolutely great person, um, and I'll be working under him. This is a sales associate. Um, just due to the fact that real estate is something I've definitely been interested in probably the last two years. I still don't know a whole lot about it. Um, and I thought this is the best way to sort of jump in and learn about property um, and then eventually become an agent when I feel more com- comfortable. But, yeah, right now I just want to work with Scott, help him create good business and grow the brand of the game, which would be awesome. Well, Scotty McFarlane, he's a ripping bloke. I know him well. Uh, you'll do well under him and Mike Dobbin, so you'll be right there. How's the fitness, though? Uh, because a lot of the clubs have already started their pre-season down here in the Sandful. I know. Yeah, they have. I'm very eager to get there. I was meant to move in Jan, but I brought it four months so I can get there for three weeks. But, yeah, it's good. I think the biggest thing for me was getting in the gym and getting my shoulders back to where they were and better. Um, and I'm training with all the Giants boys at the minute here. Okay. Um, on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which is good. So good running sessions. And I want a new gym program, which I'm really getting into. So I'm using this time where I'm not really working just to crack in, um, get myself a really good 
fitness day. And then when I get to the club, you start doing all the footy, footy drills and whatnot and footy conditioning, which is something I'll definitely need. And, yeah, get ready to crack in next season. Oh, it sounds good. So mm. you'll come down with the girlfriend? Yep. Yeah, so Grace, my partner, is coming down with me, which has been awesome. There was no, yeah, um, no second guesses, which is awesome. She's, um, yeah, she's great for me. And she said, oh, I, I did want to give it another crack. I'm trying it back on an AFL list. And she was all for it. And she said that, um, yeah, she'll come with me for as long as it needs. But um, eventually it doesn't pan out that way. We might love Adelaide and want to stay. But if not, after a few years, if Grace wants to move, I'm happy to go. Um, yeah, she's obviously moving for me. So... Um, I'll be doing the same for her one day. But, yeah, we are hoping that Adelaide's a great spot and um, we can live there potentially forever, hopefully. Well, <laughs> most people fall in love with it, so I'm sure you and Grace will love it as well. And I'm sure South Adelaide are happy that Grace is coming down. It'll keep you out of the nightclubs. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> so, Zach, yeah, how much... something I don't need. So, Zach, how much homework <laughs> have you done on the Sanford? What do you know about the competition? Um, I don't know a whole lot. Talking to a few people, I've heard it's a bit of a cult that... Um, it's pretty big over there, which is something I'm really excited to be a part of. I, um, I'm just keen to get over there and actually experience it. But yep. I do know South Adelaide haven't won in a long time. and I think not last year, but a couple of previous years, they've made prelims. They've obviously got pretty close. Um, so, yeah, I know it's going to be a very tight comp. And I've seen a lot of new signings come through, and they're very good signings. So I think it's going to be a really strong competition. And... Yeah, I guess just got to play best each week to win, I guess. Um, that's something I'm really looking forward to. Well, as you know, they haven't won a flag since 1964. They've become nearly everyone's second favourite side in the Sandful now because people have empathy for them. But they're up and about. They've got a lot of businesses behind them this year. And this is the year of the Panther, so they say. And you <laughs> may be a big part of it, Zach. We look forward to meeting you in person. Hopefully we can get you in the studio. We wish you all the best at South and in your new job at McGain Real Estate. And uh, welcome to South Australia when you get down here. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate having me on. Thank you. No, it's been a joy. Zach Sproul, what a ripper. <laughs> He's pretty hard on himself, though, isn't he? He's brutally honest. <laughs> Won't be an issue when he goes to post-match reviews, then, will he? You'll be doing it himself. No, I'm looking forward to it. But I genuinely yeah. saw him play some ripping games. Well, you don't get to that level if you can't play. Uh, had a rough run with injuries, worse than I thought. Yeah. That's a bit harsh. And uh, Roach, the tall defender, 197 centimetres, 6 foot 6, 292 kgs. Um, well, he can play as a key forward as well. We didn't get to ask him that. That's where he used to play. Yeah, be interesting how they use him at South. Because right. they've got some options in defence now. Go Panthers. That little chap yep. was thanks to McGain Real Estate. Sold by McGain again. If you're looking at buying or selling, get in touch with uh, McGain, Mike Dobbin and the team. They are wonderful people. We need to take a break. Just a reminder, we will be doing Beat the Boys a little bit later as well, a little bit later in the show. Uh, we'll give you the cue to call. You can win $1,000 free fuel. This is Kimba on the Rooch. We're here thanks to Hyundai and Balfour's. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Nearly four minutes past four on a Tuesday afternoon. We're here thanks to Balfour's. We absolutely love them, no matter your club's colours. Balfour's are for the game. Roots. As Benny Boy, Bumfluff Benny, been doing his job today. We've got the Daily Double. We've got the voice of basketball. 
And then at 4.30, we'll have the voice of the world game, Simon Hill. We've got all bases covered. And controversy on both fronts. Yeah. And to find out what's happening at the Adelaide 36ers after the parting of ways with Craig Randall II, who was uh, giving us all a little bit of hope for a big season, yes. we're going to get to the bottom of what really happened. We were worried if we were going to keep him after the US tour. Now he's no longer here for other oh, reasons. Oh, well, Case had him sold off for about $10 million a well, you season. You might have to represent him now. Uh, he joins us now. Uh, Channel 7's very own. Well, everyone has a piece of him. He's a, he's a, he's a media... Can I say that word? No, I won't say that word. He's everywhere. Hello, Case. Uh, g'day there, boy. You had to just uh, pull yourself up there, Kimbo. Well, I sure did. A, a media, a media. No, it doesn't matter what you say nowadays. It wouldn't be right. Hey, there's been, they always say where there's smoke, there's fire. What, what has been going on with Craig Randall II? We had him on the show and he seemed very affable and friendly and motivated and positive. Where's it all gone wrong? Oh, look, well, where has it all gone wrong? Um, obviously, there were concerns very early on, as uh, far back as the uh, NBL Blitz, where the 36ers went through undefeated and and won uh, easily there. So they were there were some murmurings then that uh, there was a little... Craig Randall uh, was a different character that, um, you know, some people would take some time to warm to. And in terms of, um, you know, trying to fit into a, a system. Um, but sadly, it hasn't worked out for anyone because obviously he's a very talented player and he proved that with what he did in the games that he played here for the Adelaide 36ers and what he did when he played uh, for the 36ers against Phoenix, having 35 points and hitting nine threes against uh, the Suns in the, in the US. But um, it wasn't to be. And I think there's enough evidence that, that's been shown on TV and during the broadcast and from various stories that, um, yeah, they just weren't able to get on the same page and they decided that it's best for them to part company and I think that's probably a good move for both parties. Now, Case, I have to jump in here. You know I love you. You know that. <laughs> What's coming here, John? No. What is well, you're sounding like you're on their payroll at the moment. You're sounding like CJ. Everyone's dancing around everything. John, What's the problem? John, key question. Yes. What Rooch. was the relationship like with his teammates in the change room? I think I think it was... Um, what's the best way to describe it? From what I've been told, Craig Randall can be high maintenance. Right. And so he didn't get on in, with his mates. And at times, rubbed his teammates up the wrong way. Right. I think if you ask his teammates, generally speaking, they thought he was a good guy and um, you know, was going to be a great teammate. But at other times, and there was a, uh, a Jekyll and Hyde type um, mm. scenario, I think, with Craig. And I'm probably being a little bit careful because I am privy to some information that I'm not in a position to share mm. that... <laughs> It's a it's a delicate situation. Shall, this is what I sense, so that's why I was just pushing his relationship a bit with more. CJ Britton. Yeah. Oh no, I think it's it's more regarding uh, it's more regarding Craig Randall, the person. Social that, habits. Um, 
No, not necessarily social habits. In fact, far from it. it it's more to do with um, a lot of, uh, you know, a, a lot of sportsmen and women these days, um, you know, operating in a fishbowl, being um, constantly in the spotlight, receiving some criticism. Mm. Um, it can affect you. And I think that there's a little bit of that uh, involved in this scenario as well. Because you've been around sport for a long time. We all have. It's a very rare. I'm trying to think of when players fall out with other players to the point where they get moved on? Oh, look, I, I think, you know, in terms of, uh, well, we saw it recently in the A-League with the, um, you know, what was the the, uh, the inner sanctum video that was shown between players oh, up yes. in Brisbane yeah. um, who were having a uh, an animated and robust discussion. Yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> and I think, you know, we're... It's hard to know exactly what's going on when you're not there, but I think we have all heard stories. So it's really for the people within the inner sanctum to explain and to, they're the only ones that really can say what was the, the problem, how it was going and if it could be retrieved. And in the end, I think they decided that, that it wasn't going to be in a, uh, possible for them to get onto the same page. And I think the smart decision was um, for them to part company and, um, Craig Randall will pursue other other possibilities with his career, and the Adelaide 36ers hopefully will return to the team that came up with a 16-point win against Illawarra last Thursday without Craig Randall and looked much better with him not in the team. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I was surprised that he played against Perth uh, on Saturday night uh, because they do have a 12-day break now, and I thought it was an opportunity for... CJ and the team to just try another game without him. He, he did miss the previous game against Illawarra with injury. He, he was uh, deemed to be fit enough to play, but I thought it might have been beneficial for all parties for him to sit out that game and watch from the sidelines and, and perhaps contribute there and just try and breathe a little more life into their relationship. Um, and as it turned out, uh, even though Adelaide led by five with six minutes to go before they eventually lost, I didn't think that they'd played well at all. And they'd played much better on the Thursday night without Craig Randall. And, you know, I think I mentioned uh, on the Bungie and Brettster on Sunday morning, they're playing, they played like uh, um, a team of champions as opposed to a champion team. And CJ had so much talent there that I think um, this, this move isn't necessarily going to harm the 36s in terms of, uh, their, their championship hopes because uh, obviously it wasn't working the way that it was and I think it's probably uh, in the best interest of everyone concerned that this decision was made. Just quickly, a very good interview with Chelsea Randall on Bungie and the Bredster on Sunday, which you host. The show's going beautifully. I'll push on a little bit more though, Case, because we go back a long mm. way. Uh, are you conflicted yep. at all or are you just holding out on the route tonight? Because if you know what's <laughs> happened, it would be incumbent upon you as a reporter and one of the best in the business not to break that story on seven news tonight so are you holding out on us no no not at all as i say i i'm i'm a little bit um it's not that i'm conflicted at all it's just that i have i've 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 been told information previously before what uh, transpired today um just regarding you know um craig randall uh, that i'm not in position to share and uh, yeah, it's it's. I think all I can say is I think that it's um, this is the the best result for both the Adelaide 36ers and for Craig Randall that they've decided to part company because I think a lot of people can speculate on what has gone on, but no one apart from those people inside the change rooms really know. And and if I had been inside the change rooms and I knew what was going on and I'd seen things with my own eyes, and I'd be happy to share it with you, and I'd be happy to share uh, the story with Channel Seven as well. But that's not the case. 
and whereas other people are suggesting things that I'm not convinced are true may have yeah. happened, yeah, um, I, I think uh, unless, I unless I yeah. know for facts, then I don't want to so, speculate. Yeah. No, so like Kim and I, Kim and I, Kim and I, speculation, Rouge. Yeah, well, so Kim like, and I, like this yeah. text here, yeah. Rouge, saying clearly he was an arrogant flog. Yeah, See, like, people speculate. Yeah. Like Kim, you've always said it. There's three sides to every story, and clearly the, all three sides haven't been told yet, have they, John? I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I think there's oh. a little bit, and you know, and as you say, you know, people's version of events, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, but they vary, yeah. and um, as I say, I think, uh, and the bottom line to all this is that it's it's the best case scenario for Craig Randall so and me, the Adelaide 36ers. Yeah. So let me ask this question: Was Randall's personality fitting of what Bruton wants with the Sixers? That's something that CJ can answer. I, I couldn't answer for him. I think it's a part of the challenge as a coach, isn't it? That you have to, the man, man management skills come into play here in terms of any sport, uh, not just basketball, but in AFL and, and, and any sport as well, that it's the coach's job. Part of his challenge is to get everyone harmonious and people don't necessarily get along, but they can be good teammates. And, you know, we saw that in, in the past with the Adelaide Crows. Uh, so I think that was he, uh, what he brought to the table was certainly something the Adelaide 36ers and the NBL craves, but it was obvious, uh, obviously today with the decision that's been made, that it wasn't able to be done in this uh, scenario right now. Um, and I guess you might look back to, and you do, you're right, we spoke after he had performed so well in the NBA and you asked if he would, um, you know, if he'd be survived the season here, and I thought he might get an offer over there. Well, if you look back to that thing, he was the most improved player in the NBA G League, which is the feeder league into the NBA, and then starred in two games against NBA teams Phoenix and Oklahoma, where he had 35 and 27. Yet there weren't offers for him then from NBA teams, and you might put two and two together yeah, there. I have. And, yeah. And, and uh, you know, come up with why that might be the case. Um, and perhaps now where we are here, it's so one-third of the way through the NBL season that it might have been that mm. uh, the writing was on the wall then. Yeah, and yeah, that's the Sixers bought a difficult unit. Mm. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that you know, it's, it is, it's, um, you know, when you bring a player in, you do your due diligence and you, you know, work with what you have and, you know, you sort of back yourself in to, to get the best out of him. And, um, you know, I think they, they at times got the best out of Craig Randall, but obviously they weren't able to get the best out of him on a consistent basis. And sadly, uh, I think, unfortunately, because he's a star and what, what he does on the court uh, is exhilarating at times. It's just a shame that we're not going to see it anymore, but, uh, this is the best case scenario for, case, for everyone, I think. We appreciate your professionalism there. Not everyone does. Graham from Brisbane, big grass says, Case, stop wasting our time. Come out and tell us. Um, <laughs> hey, just quickly then on a positive before we go to a break, or I hope it's a positive, what's the situation now with replacing him? Are we allowed to get another import at this stage of the season? 
Yeah, that's right. They can go out now and, and secure another import. Um, and, you know, I think that that's, that's a healthy situation for the Adelaide 36ers because they probably had too much talent, um, if you can have such a thing, but certainly trying to get it to mould as a team. But, yes, they can go out now and recruit another uh, import player if that's what they desire. They've elevated Nick Marshall from a development player onto a full roster spot, which suggests that, that um, you know, they are looking to replace a full roster spot player, including that can be an international player. And there are some good international players available right now but I think they played so well against Illawarra on Thursday night last week when they had you know their biggest win of the year and restricted their opponents to their lowest score of the year of the season um, that they've got enough personnel there at the moment if they can find an additional piece to replace Craig Randall uh, obviously they have the salary cap to do that because uh, it's, uh, Craig Randall's salary is now out of the cap um, that there's going to be some upside certainly out of this for the Adelaide 36ers. Case, always appreciate you jumping on. I'm sure we'll hear more about this on Sunday morning when you host Bungie and the Bradster right here on SEN. We look forward to seeing you on the news tonight. Channel 7 from 6. Good on you, Case. Good on you, boys. Thanks. And that's fair enough. He doesn't want to play, pass on the speculation. He might believe it's true, but he speculates. Graham, uh, no, uh, Gra Graham, I'm not going to read that one up. Well, what did he say? Thanks for the scoop, John. Fair dingham. Tell Humphrey to... Cough up the information. Oh, I think I understand John's point. You, Little tongue-in-cheek there, Rooch. Yeah, you hear a fair bit from one side of the table, but not enough from the other. Got to go to a break. Mm. Running incredibly late. This is Kimbo on the Rooch. Thanks to Balfour's and Hyundai. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch. I'm We're live from Studio Lumo, the run home. Thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Roots, the AFLW All-Australian squad has been announced today. 42 players and the All-Australian team will be named on Tuesday, November 22. From Adelaide, Chelsea Bedell, first time ever in the squad. No surprise there. Well deserved. Anne Hatchard. Yes. Ebony Marinoff, had to be. Chelsea Randall. The usual suspects bar one. Sarah Allen. Not there. Ooh. Now, the interesting one, no, no one from Port Adelaide... I'd challenge the selectors on where their discussion was with the young defender, Indy Tahu, who was a late rising star. Norman was almost like, oh, we better make sure we not forget her. But right. I would have who thought she might have got... that, uh, Who would have you kicked out, Rooch? Oh, I haven't gone to, to say that. that. No, I haven't gone to that point, but I would have, I'd just be curious as to how much of a discussion they had on Indy and her performances this year. Well, we were going to get one of the selectors on, but they're not allowed not to talk well, about no. it still. Well, so not while well, well, it's only a squad and not the Yeah, exactly. So we'll That's try and get enough. Nicole Livingston on as the chairperson. Oh, yes, we've got Maybe a lot of questions for her. All righty, we are live from Studio Lumo. We need to get to the news on time, not straight away, because we will be talking to Simon Hill very shortly. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. I'm Kimbo on the Reach with you. Just a reminder, show your support for McHappy Day by purchasing a pair of silly socks from Maccas for only $5. Money raised will go towards Ronald McDonald House Charities as they continue to help seriously ill or injured children and their families. They're a wonderful organisation. The Australian Socceroos squad has been named for Qatar. 26-man squad. We spoke about the Inns, Rooch. What about the omissions? Well, Simon Hill has tweeted about his uh, surprise that there's no Tom Rogic, no Trent Sainsbury. Uh, we've talked about how 
Our goalkeeper, who's well-based in Japan, is not there, and in, in Longerak. Um, he's also got a few other names that we'll flesh out with him as to what has surprised him with the 26-man squad that Graham Arnold has named to take to Qatar. And it does include, from our own Adelaide United, Craig Goodwin, so that's a big tick for us. Yep. And... Yeah, it's always well, there should always be debate about a squad because then it means it's been highly competitive to get to the final twenty six. Sure, thought you were going to go on about the other South Australians. Yes, yes. If I get my list out and have a look at all the others there, we do. Well, Matthew Leckie played. Matthew Leckie did play for South but he's a Victorian, yeah. and we did have Arwell Marbill, who then went off to Spain yep. recently, and Riley McGree, who is now at Middlesbrough in England, started off at Gawler. So Beautiful. From Gawler to the World Cup. And Qatar. the first game is against France on uh, November the 22nd. Mm. All right, 4.30 news coming up. We'll talk more about that with uh, Simon Hill after the news. Uh, just a reminder, Beat the Boys will be coming up in the next half hour. Your chance to win $1,000 worth of fuel, all thanks to Hyundai. All you have to do is take on either the Rooch or myself. You can pick your target. Best of three questions, and you'll be in the draw to win $1,000 worth of free fuel. I got knocked off for the first time yesterday, but I was tired and emotional, Rooch. Tired and emotional. That's my excuse. That's, that's slang for something, I was isn't being, it? Tired and emotional. Means I was tired and emotional. <laughs> right Don't cast nasturtions. <laughs> a Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch. 4.34, glorious day in little old Adelaide. We're live from Studio Lumo USA. Don't forget the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel. It is in stock now. Very quick text. Roach, this one says, Hi, guys. Great to see that the 36ers are putting club before the individual. Too often that isn't the case, and it's shown by team performances. You just have to see... Cristiano Ronaldo's petulant behaviour to see how it affects the team as a whole. That's from Johnny K in Kensington. Ooh. Our next guest may have an opinion on that. He is the voice of the World Game and he's heading up Channel 10's coverage of the World Cup, which gets underway this month. It's a big welcome to Simon Hill. Hello, Hilly. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Not bad. Is Cristiano Ronaldo petulant? Um... Well, he certainly can be, um, but I guess if you're one of the best players in the world over the last 20 years, you, you've probably got a right to be a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah, and that's the way the <laughs> Roach has been as, you know, one of the top journalists. He's been petulant for a long yes, time. Yes, oh, That's why he gets paid, the, you know, That's, right, that's exactly right, Simon. Now, Simon, 26-man squad for Qatar, the World Cup. Graham Arnold's put his 26 together. There's always going to be debate as to who should have been in the final squad. You've picked out a few. Who are you surprised has not made the final 26? Um, well, I'm certainly surprised that Mitch Langerak is not there, mm. to, to be brutally honest. I mean, he's uh, been away from the national team for a while. He, he took a step back uh, because of COVID, wanted to be with his family in Japan, um, but made himself available again. He's playing regularly for Nagoya Grampus in, in the J-League. Uh, playing well, he won the MVP award this year, and uh, the Socceroos have, have got obviously a concern over Matty Ryan, not just over his fitness. I think he's got a bit of a, a knee injury at the moment, but the fact that he's not playing for his club mm. uh, would suggest to me that Langrak will be a good option at least as a backup. But uh, he's not made it. Mm. Um, apparently, that's you know the advice of uh, John Crawley, the goalkeeping coach. He, he knows best, obviously. 
but I'm surprised he's not there. Trent Sainsbury's omission is is the biggest shock, probably, even though he's not been in great form uh, for, for his country and not played a lot of club football of late. And I'll tell you what, that'll make for an interesting dinner table conversation because Sainsbury's married, uh, married to Graham Arnold's daughter. Oh, so oh. I, don't think they'll be, I don't think they'll be coming around for Christmas dinner. <laughs> hey, and I was just going to say, um, Simon, in regards to Langerak, we're hearing, I don't know if it's media sensationalism, but they're saying it's jobs for the boys. Well, look, I don't know. Um, only, you know, Graham Arnold and John Crawley can, can answer that. Uh, all I can give you is my honest opinion, and, mm. and that is that on current form, Mitch Langrack, in my opinion, should be there. But that's, you know, that's no slight on the other two goalkeepers who are going. Uh, Danny Vukovic is, is a great goalkeeper. Andrew Redmayne, too. And we know about Redder's penalty-saving yeah. ability. Yeah. He was probably always going to be there. Yeah. So it was a choice between Vukovic, who is also playing, to be fair, for the Mariners, and Langerak. But um, anyway, look, you know, as you say, you can have arguments over this player or that player. Arnold's made his selection now, and... Uh, you know, he'll have to stand by it. I had an interesting debate last night, Simon, about comparing this squad with the ones that have gone to World Cups before. And the big issue is when you take it over one to one and a half decades, that this Socceroo squad shows that Australia has really dropped the ball on development. You feel the same way that it's not showing the same growth that we probably could have expected after 2006? Oh, blimey. I mean, this is a conversation that could probably yeah. go on for about three hours. Mm. Um, you know, what, we do have to remember that that generation in 2006, the golden generation, as, yeah. as we call it, was a fantastic squad and probably one that's going to be difficult to replicate. Mm. Um, obviously, because it did so well, we then had increased expectations that perhaps subsequent World Cups would deliver, deliver you know, even better results or, or at least just as good. Now, You've got to look in the context of where our game is at generally. And yes, development is, is certainly one of those uh, points that is valid because our development is not good enough. But also it, it's the product of a game that still exists on the smell of an oily rag. And okay. yeah. until we have proper investment in our game at all levels, and that includes having mm. a bigger national league, includes having a national second division, mm. Um, and I'll give you one example. Uh, another big talking point out of the squad today is uh, the non-appearance of Christian Volpato. Now, he was asked to be a part of the 26. He's just made the breakthrough at Roma under yep. Jose Mourinho and has declined the offer for the time being. Now, that, he's within his rights to do that. Now, of course, he was at Sydney FC and Western Sydney Wanderers as a kid. Um, they decided that you know he wasn't good enough at the time. Mm -hmm. And there's been a big blow-up about that. Well, you know, this shows that we don't know what we're doing. Well, a lot of countries let kids slip through the net. But what the other countries have is professional second divisions and even third divisions and fourth divisions where those kids can go and regroup and start again and ultimately make the breakthrough. Now, we don't have that. You know, we have 11 professional teams, if you exclude Wellington Phoenix in New Zealand. And it's a big problem. Uh, it means that there's a lot of wastage. And, you know, some of those kids uh, slipped through the net when they shouldn't have been. And it's very easy to blame the A-League clubs and say, well, you don't know what you're doing. But, 
it happens all over the world. We have to have a bigger football economy in this country. And that's where we haven't made enough progress over the last 15 years, in my opinion. Simon, we're the worst ranked nation in our group. Uh, we're at 38. France is at fourth in the world. Denmark, 10th. Tunisia, 30th in the world. How are we going to fare? Well, look, I'm cautiously optimistic, but realistic at the same time. I think Tunisia are beatable. The rankings suggest that. Um, if we say that you know we could potentially get three points there, then you're looking at one point from the other two games to have a really good chance of getting through to the round of 16. Now, I think the way that the games fall, given that we have France first, uh, is not a bad thing because the French can be notoriously slow starters at major tournaments. They've got a couple of injuries as well. There's no Paul Pogba, there's no N'Golo Kante. So it's possible we could, you know, jag a draw or, or even better against the French. We played Denmark and France at the last World Cup. We got a draw against Denmark in, in Russia four years ago. So I, I don't think it's doom and gloom. Um, mm. We're not the favourites, and that's, that's understandable. Uh, but I think this squad has a chance. I'm not saying they're definitely going to get through, but I think there's a possibility. So in terms of this World Cup and what it presents on the world stage... What opportunity is there for the Socceroos? What, what do we get out of this at the very end, in your mind, regardless of results? What has to come out of this World Cup? Well, $12 million for a start, just yeah. for qualifying. Um, and the boost of, you know, millions of people watching the nation on TV, um, which, you know, is still crucial for our game in this country. Mm. What I would like to see on the back of this World Cup and, of course, the Women's World Cup, which is coming to these shores next year, is increased investment in the game. That, that's what's been lacking, you know, probably throughout its history. Um, we, we need to build up our domestic professional competitions, both men's and women's. We need more teams, more games, uh, better opportunities for our youngsters, both male and female. Yeah. Uh, second division, that's, that's an absolute must at, at some point. And then maybe in future, the likes of Christian Volpato won't have to go overseas to try and make it because there'll be opportunities here. Simon, we look forward to your coverage. Mm. We really appreciate your time today. We know how busy you are. Australia kicks it off on Tuesday, the 22nd of November, 10pm local time, Roach. That's very accommodating at Al Janoub Stadium, Al Wakra. Did I say that right? Oh, Simon's gone. He's gone. He's gone. gone. I knew he was busy. He had to go to another interview, Rooch. And I just think I could faintly hear through my uh, really bad working ears that he said, spot on, Kimbo. Oh, good. Beautiful pronunciation. Um, Here's one from Graham. I was nearly going to throw this one at uh, Simon. Now, Graham says development is down. You always like to bring that question up, Rooch. It's the great miss that we've had for a long time. Exactly, because it's the world game. Why isn't it growing quicker in Australia? We've been saying it. Since the 80s. Uh, Development is down because kids are now choosing basketball over soccer now. I'm one now who prefers basketball over soccer. If someone had said that 10 years ago, I'd swap soccer for basketball. I would have laughed. Interesting. Ebbs and flows, doesn't it? Because uh, basketball was really on the rise going back in the 80s and 90s. Then there's been times where they couldn't even get it on TV. Yes. So, But it's back on the uh, climb again. All right, it's uh, 4.36, you can have your say. But going into the break, Rooch, it's time for this. Okay, if you want to win $1,000 worth of free fuel, it's time to play Beat the Boys. You can ring us now, 
1300 736 736. First caller through, and you'll get to take on either Rooch or myself. You can pick either. We've done it for three days. Everyone's picked me. I smashed everyone the first two days. I was scratchy last night, Rooch. Uh, all you have to do is come out on top in a best of three questions, and that's all thanks to Hyundai. Uh, $1,000 worth of fuel. And don't forget, Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel is in stock now. Are you ready to go, Roach? All ready to go. I reckon someone's going to pick you today. I hope so. Do you really? Well, why not? All it's right. And the questions three, aren't though, that hard. They're not that hard. So ring now. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 if you want $1,000 worth of free fuel. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 4.50, almost done for another day. We're here thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours. Balfour's are for the game. This is good. We get a little bit up and about for this, route. Time to beat the boys. All thanks to Hyundai, you can win or give yourself a chance of winning $1,000 worth of free fuel. And we'll be giving that away in two weeks' time. All you have to do is win the best of three questions. Now, we've got a text here, Rooch. I've been up three times in a row. This one says, Rooch, only fair to let you know I'm in therapy thanks to Kimbo. Beware of his nice guy persona. Just saying, Chris from Wall Bay. Yeah, I gave Chris over hiding the other day, but I was scratchy last night, Rooch. Didn't have my wits about me. So this week we have Matt from North Adelaide. G'day, Matty. G'day, fellas. How are we? Not bad. Would you like Ooh, a $1,000 worth of free fuel? Yeah, he does sound up yeah. and about. Absolutely, mate. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. all right. How can well, you say no? You have to pick who you want to take on. It's called Beat the Boys. Do you want to take on the Rooch or me? Roochie. Oh, the Rooch. Here we go. Get the on. Yeah, right. no but question. I've just been handed by our uh, producer the three questions. So what you have to do, Matty, then, I'll read the question. You've got to come in with your name. Just yell it as quick as you can. Matt, Rooch will do the same. Yep. He has no fast twitch muscles, so, so you should be already on a good start here, Matt. <laughs> All right. And yeah, sounds good, fellas. You have to have an outright victory. You ready to go? Yep. yep. There's only one person qualified at this stage, so if you get through, you're a 50-50 chance. Here we cool. go. For $1,000 worth of cash, possibly, to buy fuel. Who is the leading goal scorer for the Socceroos? Matt. Where you go, Matty? Archie Thompson. No. Harry Kuehl. Oh, Damn it. Rich, you are wrong. Ooh, I would have got Tim this. Tim Kale? Yes, Timmy Kale. Yep. So 0-0, zero, zero, no mm. damage done. All right. Um, I hope you're listening to the show a little bit earlier, Matty boy. Here we go. Which GWS giant recently signed for South Adelaide? Me. Uh, Rich, I won't allow that. You well, had, it's me. You had to say your name. Rooch. No, okay. Ben? No, yeah, Rich, you had to say your name. I'm sorry, it's an illegal buzzer. You get one <laughs> crack at it, Matt. Illegal buzzer. Where you go, Matt? So I have a crack at it, do I? Yeah, okay, yeah. I actually wasn't listening earlier, and I should know this, and I don't. All right, um, what was GWS player? Uh, I've got no idea, eh, off the top of my head. Um, South Australian, South Australian. Oh, hey, it's not, not Ryan Sa- Griffin, that's too far no, away. he's not too, a South too, Australian. Too, too, come on. Time. Nah. Right, time's gone. Uh, buzz. 
Uh, Zach Sproul. Oh, hang on, I was going to say Zach okay. Sproul would have been one no, nil no, now. No, I'm disqualified because I'm wrong. Buzzer, really? You, you know the rules, right? Wow. You've been, when you're at the advertiser, you're lawing to yourself. So it all gets down <laughs> to this question. All gets down to this yes. question. Here we go. Which two sides are at the ad? Uh, I've been terribly written. You've done a typo, you idiot. <laughs> like Matt. Oh, oh, here Matt. we go. This could be anything, go, Matt. Matt. Go on. India and England? Yes! <laughs> oh. <Yeah>. <laughs> How good was that? And Ben, you're sacked. <laughs> Ben's got, which two sides is the Adelaide? Is it, <laughs> hey, you go into oh, the draw now. You're one of well two done, people Matt. that are qualified. Uh, well done, Maddie, and thanks yeah, for Yeah, good on you, fellas. That was, that was good fun. Yeah, it uh, was. Good on you. We wish you all no, the very best. I appreciate that. I should have got, got it 2-0. I should have got the first one, let's yes. be honest. Yeah, I Jimmy Cole. So should Root. He considers himself a... Uh, Root, Root should know his own name too, but let's be honest. Yeah, he should have lost the vote for that. Nah, good on you, fellas. I appreciate it, eh? Have a good afternoon, right, eh? Matt. Good on you, Matty. He was up and a bit. Sorry I had to be hard on you, Root. That's all right. That's the way. Rules are rules. Right. I know you've been breaking them all your life. Hey, that was a good get because I was reading it and I thought, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, so, Ben, why wouldn't you just write who's playing at the Adelaide Oval in the 220 World Cup semi final? Well, just name the two semi finalists at Adelaide Oval. Well, Lindsay, did you do this? No, he's like, put it all on Ben. You were saying lines he's a good bloke before, Ben. He never throws anyone under the bus. Right, we've got two qualifiers now. All right. <laughs> Everyone backing up. Hey, we'll do it again tomorrow. Beat the boys. It's all thanks yeah. to Hyundai. And uh, what better way to go on holidays than to get $1,000 worth of free fuel? Indeed. All righty, who we got on tomorrow, Rich? We might have Graham Arnold on. We'll put in a call. Give him a ring. Right, yeah, Socceroos are preparing for we, the World Cup. Put in a call for Nicole Livingston as well. Hope you've uh, enjoyed the show. How long we've got to go? Oh, now we've got five minutes to go. <laughs> oh, you've lost control. I had a brain fade. lost uh, control. I, I have. Hey, but I'm glad though, Roach, because yep. it gives us an opportunity to go to a few other things we didn't get time to do today. We know that Matthew Hayden is a, employed as a mentor for Pakistan. Now, when the, we, one of the other semi-finalists. Yeah, when we spoke to Bharat Sundarasan, he believes it'll be a Pakistan-India final. It'll be a big one too. And he reckons they are really building. Mm. Uh, this was great that they released this. I listened to the whole spiel. This is Matthew Hayden, in part, addressing the players after they defeated Bangladesh and qualified for the finals. But the moment that Pakistan cricket fires off with intent and starts to reveal its teeth, we become a real threat there would be no one in this world, in this competition, that would want to face us right now. Not one. They thought they got rid of us. Now, they're not going to get rid of us. We are here, dug in. And that's powerful because no one wants us here. And that's, that's that element of surprise that we have got the advantage. So, boys, moving in the next couple of days, clear your minds. Be free and fresh when we come to the whichever game we play here or in Sydney and just unleash again with just good, positive intent, fearless cricket, almost forgetful cricket. Who cares what's happened over the last three weeks? We are here. There was nothing that was given to us, nor there should be, but there's, it hasn't been easy. So, boys, this is... You can catch it online. That was just the last part of it. But uh, there were about 30 people in the room and they were hanging off every mm. word he was saying. Would you back Pakistan Ooh, yeah. through the next phase of this competition? Very much so. I think they're all alive, Roach. Um, 
Everyone's been talking about the poor crowds for the cricket. With the exception of the big games that India's yeah. played. Yeah, so uh, former Australian captain Ricky Ponting was asked his views on that yesterday. It doesn't really make much sense. When we've got as many star players in our lineup as we have and, and the public don't really seem to be coming along and watching as much as, the, as we expected, then I guess you've got to ask some questions about it. Uh, we'll ask the question now and you can get in touch with us tomorrow. We've had a few on this already. You know, is Australian cricket on the nose and why? Is it because of Justin Langer? Is it, uh, as Barat said, um, Australians don't really care about cricket until it's right into summer and you're yeah, but, wearing thongs and bordies. Yeah, but that's not adding up. If you're in the top five of the programs watched on Australian TV in a week with Australia v Afghanistan, means there is interest. The bigger question here is, is this another example of what COVID did to Australian sporting habits, whereby we became attuned to a big screen in our lounge rooms mm. and there is a big job to get us back to uh, events, to arenas, to stadiums. Is that the real challenge sport is facing? Because if, if the ratings were absolute rubbish, Kim, Australia mm. Afghanistan, the number five program of all programs on Australian TV last week, that's not people saying we're not interested. Well, They're saying I, we're not I, I going would to need to be able to compare that to <clears throat> like, like, like apples and apples or oranges and oranges because uh, why wouldn't it be number one when Australia's playing? What beat it? Oh, what, a rerun of a movie? So it's all very well to say it came in fifth. What came in fourth, third, second, first? I'll get them out again. Have a look. Well, I think so. Well, I, think they, I think they were you, serious news you, events you put, too. Or were they? What were yeah. they? No, well, I haven't got them in front of me now. Yeah, you put up a strong argument there. I reckon yeah, I might be able to shoot holes in that, Roach. So top five still tells you they're in, there's interest in them. Well, what, if it was beaten it was by, what if it was beaten by home and away? No, it wasn't home and away. Well, one of your appearances on that footy show you used to do years ago. No. Might have been a repeat, a repeat <laughs> no, of that, Rich. No. Um, I don't know if we've got time to do this. Where are we? At 58? No, we won't. Uh, Peter Nankerville was a board member from Hawthorne. This is just dragging on, isn't it? Um, yeah, he spoke today about um, with Jared Waitley. We might revisit that tomorrow. I know a lot of people get a little bit awkward about it. Mm. It's going to hang around for a little bit longer. There's no question. Oh, there, will, there will be change in the way in which AFL clubs operate. There's no doubt about that. Mm. They're going to need to be wiser about how they do all play meetings, not just the ones with Indigenous players. Uh, and it won't be just the way football clubs operate as well. It might be all businesses. We'll yep. be down to recording everything we do, Roach. Probably will. Yeah. Yep. Nice. No more he said, he said. Here's the tape. Have yeah. a listen yourself. Might start doing that, Roach. Right. All righty. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. We'll be back and we'll do it all again tomorrow. Thank you for your company. Thank you to Zach Sproul for having a chat. Simon Hill and John Casey. Was he and well done, Matt. Yeah, Matty, you champion. I love that you lost Root too, Root. <laughs> Bye-bye, everyone. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.